Because we're all going to mess up. We're going to mess up whether we're saved or whether we're unsaved. The difference is, is when you're saved, Jesus took those, those sins upon himself. He made a way for you to, to forgive you of, those, of those, those sins. To reject that, you should be, that's your choice. You've made that decision. Does hell exist? It's with a heavy, heavy, heavy heart that uh, I realize that we're, this is our final recording for the season. Yes. But I can't think of a better group of people that I'd want to spend this time with. Aww. Than oh, yeah. The five yeah. of you, Tootsie, nice. including, yeah, I can. including you, the five of you around the table. <laughs> okay, Grinch. <laughs> So, uh, but welcome, welcome back. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, cool. You. This is, it's great to see your your sunshiny faces again. Yeah. It's great to see your sunshiny yeah. faces. Thank it's you. great, great Thank to you. see your your shining head again. <laughs> <laughs> and so the abuse begins. You know, if I was in a wheelchair, you wouldn't be making fun of me. Well, we wouldn't, we wouldn't have to Baldness see. is a disability. I think he right? would still make fun of you. Yeah, actually, that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah so. we'd make fun of you regardless. <laughs> Terrible. Donnie Chang. I can't believe this. Yeah. I don't get paid enough for this. Um, right, where were we? Cool. Well, hey, listen, let's, uh, we've kind of mixed things up a little bit again. To my left today, I have the lovely Felony. Felony, how's it going? Thank you. All good. Good. All good. And your side? Yeah, it's going great. Awesome. It's going great. I'm really pumped about today's subject. So which we've kind of been bouncing around for the last, what, four episodes? Yeah. And, and people, we've been getting a ton of writing, people saying, listen, just commit. Yeah. Get to the we point. Let's deal this with one. this thing. So today we're doing it. Mm. Um, to your immediate left, we have Doctor Dr. Pastor Hines. Good morning. Hey, how's it going? Yes, love Doctor. Good morning. Oh. Love Doctor. Lemony, how's it going? I'm good. How are you? I'm lemony, good. Good. lemony. Yeah. I know. She eats it's lemons. Stuck. I eat lemons. She eats a lot of lemons. Like yeah. I breathe air. Bishop TJ. Hey. How's it going, man? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, cool. Sweet. Cool. And then <laughs> we have young Tootsie. Tootsie. How's voiceless it going? Tootsie. Hey. Yeah, the voiceless Tootsie. Where is the hair? Can we, yeah, can we just say something about his hair? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Just yeah. It finally started growing and what's come out is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so handsome. Yeah, we really, it's making he a He looks big like difference. a member of... Um, in sync. sync. Yeah, yeah, in, in sync. sync. Like can Mark we, Wahlberg totally. rocked. You're right. Yeah. Mark Wahlberg yeah. rocked this hairstyle. Yeah. Well, okay, cool. I suppose we should get down to business. That's what we get paid for, right? Yeah. Right, right. Um, the topic of hell. Uh. Does hell exist? Now, there's been a little bit of uh, controversy around this one. And uh, is this really a topic that we should be dealing with on Ask One? And basically what we're going to do is we're going to deal with it. And then we want to hear from all of you out there as to whether or not this has helped you in any kind of way. Yeah. Because really the show's about people who are curious or have questions about the Christian faith. Right. Mm. So uh, we really want to hear from all of you out there. Let us know your thoughts on this topic. Uh, and remember, you can get hold of us on facebook.com forward slash ask one. Ask one. Yeah, that was that's, it. That's, that's the one. Thank yeah, you. That's the Thank money. You. That's the money one. Yeah, that's great. Mm. So does hell exist? Yes. 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 
If I say yes, does that mean the show is over today? <laughs> <laughs> it's I think, unanimous. Yeah, I think we've built up enough <laughs> credibility <laughs> that that people will take our what you know this. What we say. If it's unanimous, oh. they're going to take it as as <clears throat> as truth. Yeah, as truth. Cool. Yes. Okay. Cool. And that's been our last show of Ask One for this season. Please join us again for season two. Uh, no, I think we're going to have to delve a little bit deeper. We, yeah. we spoke, we kind of touched on, on um, you know, the different opinions, are, well, the different theories or the different theories. Yeah, yeah. I think in, in, in Christianity, there are three three points of view on this um, tradition there well okay there are three the one is traditionalism which is the typical it's the the, the view of hell that you think about when you think about hell like Dante's you know, inferno kind of hell you know yeah eternal fire eternal conscious torment um, is usually a, a, a part of that um, then there's another one that's called annihilationism or conditional immortality which is the, uh, it's more the idea that, and well, we can delve into it now, the idea that it's really just you are annihilated um, to, to put wiped it Wiped out completely, wiped from memory completely. Yeah. It yeah. never existed. Yeah. And then there's, uh, then there's the third one that gained a little bit of popularity. Um, I think there was some controversy over it a couple of years ago. Uh, it's called universalism, which says that um, maybe... People will be punished. Maybe they won't. But in the end, love wins. We'll all, yeah, yeah, kind of love wins. We'll all get, um, uh, we'll, you know, we'll all be let off the hook at some point in future and we'll all live happily ever after, pretty much. Yes, well, I know how I feel about at least two of those. But, um, but yeah, I, I suppose that's... So that's an in, in-house debate, Um Amongst Christians, I think is the is the safe way to say that. Um, uh, I do think I think there's value in talking about hell from the point of view of um, there are consequences to what we do. I think that's something that you have yeah. to buy into if you're a Christian. Uh, yeah. This this is not the end. Um, this is not all there is. Mm. Uh, there there are consequences to choosing to live. Um, for God, for the way that he created the world or against him and against the way that he created mm. the world. And there are really only those two options. You're either for or against. There is no gray area. Yeah, I think it's really strange actually how, like especially it's like, like a Christian debate, how Christians want to talk about what hell is like. I mean, I know people want to quantify things. So, yeah, mm. people are always going to debate and have an opinion. But I think the more important, like you were saying now, Heinz, the more important point or the more important debate actually is, or the conversation, not debate, conversation is why hell existed or why actually God created hell in the first place. Mm. Um, and the fact that, you know, it wasn't actually created for man. It wasn't created for us. Um, it was created for Satan and his rebellion against God. So... I think that's way more important than actually whether hell is burning for eternity, or in my opinion. Because, um, yeah, I, I, for me, that's always an interesting thing why people, you know, they, they want to speak about that at length 
But actually, that's not the main thing, mm. in my opinion, when it comes to health. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Can I, yeah, just to jump in there, I think conceptually, if we look at what hell actually represents, it's really just uh, separation yeah. from God. <clears throat> you know, if you haven't sought to live a life that pursues relationship with God, that's the consequence of that. So I really want to kind of echo what Mel is saying, there, that the focus tends to be on the, you know, how hot is it going to be, you know, um, <laughs> all of the stuff that's going to be eating you up and all of these mm. debates that really have nothing to do with the substance of what is being communicated. I think what is being communicated fundamentally is that um, we need to seek relationship with God because if we don't, that could lead to further separation from, you know, from God. And that in itself is devastating because of mm. the nature of God's presence is a good thing. Yeah. Um, and so I, I totally agree with, with Mel on that. Yeah, mm. yeah, that is that is true. I I think of it as in hell is separation from God, and God is every good thing. So you're separated from every good thing. So that's comfort, warmth, peace, mm. um, rest, uh, all of that stuff. You're separated from it. So your eternity is spent away, outside of of mm. any kind of niceness, mm. anything that's good, anything that, that you would think, oh, I, I could spend a bit of time doing that. Mm. Hmm. Uh, maybe just to come back and then just sort of, you know, every, every so often it's quite nice to to share personal kind of experiences or, or for lack of a better word, testimonies. Um, but it's quite interesting when I look at sort of the trajectory and story of my life, um, having been raised in, in what was essentially a Christian family with Christian values and all of that, I found that any time I want to do my own thing or have this sense that I'm self-sufficient and want to figure it out on my own, at some point, and I know this is going to sound a little weird, but figuratively speaking, that becomes some kind of a hell on earth type of thing. I'm sure you've heard people use that term hell on earth, but mm. for me it almost seems like a taste or a like a yeah, like a foretaste of potentially what hell could be, like whenever we're away from God and his mm. presence. And like you said, every good thing. It's actually a really bad place to be. It's mm. a place of confusion. It's mm. a place of, mm. you know, misery uh, mm. to some extent. I think in all of this, the appeal from God is I'm here, you know, and I have everything that you need. What What's the problem? You know, I'm available. Come close because when you move away from me, there, there's a price to be paid for that. So when you start to talk that way, even through our experiences on earth, mm. there's something being communicated there, a very clear thread of communication that is really just talking about a God who wants to have a relationship with us and what the consequences may be of not pursuing said relationship. Mm. Yeah, that's good. I like that. The, um, here's a question, though. How do you reconcile God's, uh, what seems to be, like, the whole hell issue seems to be about, like, God is vengeful, like he is, he's out to get us. Um, that's usually where the conversation goes mm. when you talk about hell um, to someone who, who does not yet believe, mm. or, or you know, who may be considering faith? I yeah. How do you like? How do you 
reconcile? Like, what do you do with that? Um, I, I had this conversation very recently, and mm-hmm. it's it, you mentioned, you touched on it, Mel, where hell was never intended. God didn't create hell for, for us. It was never, I mean, we were supposed to live in relationship with God, whether that was eternally or whether we died or not, but it's, we were going to be with God always. Um, then rebellion happened. Hell existed. Hell existed before before we got here. Mm. Um, and it was designed for Satan and his demons. We choose to align ourselves with Satan. Therefore, our destination is going to be the same mm. as his. God didn't intend us to go there. We choose that. <coughs> we choose to go there. And he's, he's given us numerous opportunities to, to, to get out of that situation. But the choice is ours. And unfortunately, the bulk of humanity mm. is choosing to go there. Yeah. It's it's quite an interesting thing because um, I was actually thinking about it this morning before we started recording. And by by God <coughs> punishing Satan with this eternal damnation or hell, or um, that was it. Actually, if you think about it, by man going to hell and the deceit that actually of of us being separated from God, it was it's actually the whole thing of or the whole place of hell was created as Satan's punishment, not ours. So we, yes, are aligning ourselves to his rebellion, but we're actually taking on his punishment by being there. Like it's actually his punishment. It's not ours. But we're aligning ourselves with him and consequently by being there, that was for him. That wasn't for us. So he's the vengeful one. I mean, he's a little Mm. dirty Snake. There's a nasty word that could come to mind, but he's it's actually very malicious. What he's doing is by getting man into his punishment, into his space. Um, whereas if you think about what Jesus did, and that's kind of look, thinking about, you know, people say that God is vengeful. He took upon our sin by dying. So he did the complete opposite. Mm, I like that. Um so, yeah, you can't really say that God is vengeful because he was willing to take upon man's sin himself, mm. bring us back into alignment with him, whereas yeah. the devil wants us to take on his sin, actually, mm. by going to hell. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah that's and great. I like and that. It's, and it's also, I think, you know, people tend to forget that we have a choice in this matter. Mm. Um, we can choose to to live for God. We can choose to live the way that he wants us to live. Um, we can choose to buy into his vision for the world or not. That's our choice. Um, he didn't condemn any of us to, to hell. Mm. Um, he wants us to be with him. Yeah. Mm. So what if, well, that's right, we do have a choice, but we're also human. Like what if someone's asking, like we we human, so we will make mistakes, mm-hmm. and we will make bad decisions, and we would, yeah, very often make the wrong choice. Mm-hmm. At the last day, though, why wouldn't God mm-hmm. save us from that? Why why wouldn't He save us from going into hell mm-hmm. for the wrong mm-hmm. choices that we make? Because He's got power over yeah. everything. I don't think anyone's going to hell because they have, um, they have, they have. Uh, broken certain rules. Like uh, I, I think many people are are scared of hell, and they go like, "Well, oh, you know, what if I do this this one thing before I die? Then I'm going to go to hell. Or what if I break if I break this rule, will I go to hell? Or and mm. it's it's God doesn't have this um, 
cosmic list of rules that he's kind of, you know, ticking them off as you break them and going, mm. you know, no, on number 49, you're still, you're still okay. But number 50, I mean, you're going to hell, you know, it's a, it's, it is a bigger picture thing than that. It is about choosing to live my life for God or against God at a, at a bigger level. Um, I've had this conversation with with teens actually in church where people go, well, what if I'm saved and but just before I die, I lie. You know, am I going to go to hell? <laughs> um, I don't think hell is a punishment for mistakes. I think hell is a choice to separate yourself from mm. God in the way that you, mm. in your entire orientation to life. Yeah, uh, for me that brings in the the issue of the heart. Um, mm. at, at my church, our our bishop is really always kind of drilling in the whole issue of the heart. You know, so I quite like what you say there, Ains, about like the the bigger picture of one's life. Because I look at, for example, my kids, and I think we all of us being parents here can kind of really oh, tootsie. Um, all of us being parents here can kind of relate to to the whole issue of parents. But I've observed certain things which are quite fascinating with my kids. You'll tell them, don't do this. And then they'll be quite quick to say, yeah, dad, you know, I won't do it. (laughs) Then you walk out of the room and you come back and they have this massive sort of shock when they see you do the very thing Mm. that you said no to. But the reason why they said yes was sort of, uh, not out of a genuine place. So the heart hasn't been impacted. There's been no real change yeah. in the state of the heart, but yeah. it's sort of an obedience that's based upon fear of something. Mm. And and to, to sort of agree with Heinz uh, and, and kind of, uh, you know, um, paint a picture for me that is very real. It's, it's to use the example of my kids. There's no heart change. It's only when my daughter's heart changes and she sees for herself why this is wrong, you know, that she will stop doing it. It's not really to do. So I, I think many of us are conditioned or programmed to fear hell on the basis of of sort of a list of rules as opposed to mm. just a heart that says, you know, um, yeah, I, I, this is the right thing to do. Mm. And that's a wrong way to, to live, I think. Yeah. yeah, so the, the issue of hell really comes down to we make too big a deal of the hell issue. The, the real issue is what are you, what have you done with Jesus? Mm. Like that, that's, where, that's where everything rises and falls. Mm. To reject Jesus is to align yourself with, yeah. with hell, yeah. is, to, is to send yourself there. Um, so the bigger issue is is not whether you can you can make it through life without reaching that magical number of sins before that sends you to hell. Um, the main issue is because we're all going to mess up. We're going to mess up whether we're saved or whether we're unsaved. Mm-hmm. The difference is is when you're saved, Jesus took those, those mm-hmm. sins upon Himself. He made a way for you to to forgive you of those of those mm-hmm. those sins. Mm-hmm. To reject that. You should be, that's your choice. You've made that decision. Mm. Um, no, you, uh, how about people who go, well, God is a loving God and he will never permanently leave anyone in hell. Um, so ultimately, everyone will be reconciled to God. 
What do we say about that? Uh, universalism, like what do we do with that? There's no biblical grounds for that. That's, that's humanistic wishful thinking. That's, that's dictating to God what he is and isn't allowed to do. I think it also takes away the fear aspect of hell then. Mm. And then it makes God look like, or it makes us look like it doesn't really matter if we have to pay this consequence for a short period of time because God will pitch up anyway and exactly, pick us up. Yeah. So it, it, hell wouldn't be something that we would want to avoid. Yeah, more than that is it, it gives you license here on earth it's a, it's a total please. deception. It's yeah. a total, total deception yeah. straight from the pits of hell um, because <laughs> it, now it's saying to you here on earth, just do whatever. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's all going to work out in the end, so just do whatever. Okay, but playing devil's advocate, how do you, what, oh. uh, how do you reconcile? Really oh, rolling. devil's advocate. I yes. really went there, yeah. Yes. Um, how, how do you, but, but uh, Leon or Donnie mm. Chang, mm. Um, do, don't you say God is a God of love? Like, how could a God of love punish anyone forever? Because he's not just a God of love. Like that is an element of his, that's an aspect of his personality, of his character. But he's also, he's also a God of justice. He's a God mm -hmm. of, of righteousness. He's a holy God. He's all of those things. So yeah, love, he is a God of love. But he's, he's not a pushover. He's not gentle Jesus, meek and mild. He is... The creator of the universe. Yeah. I, also um, think, I also think people's conception of what love actually means is a bit, mm. you know, in, yeah. in you know postmodern era is kind of a bit out of whack. Yeah. Um, because love often also requires you, like love um, leads sometimes to discipline. Like I discipline my children mm. because, because I love them. Yeah. Um, I expect them to do and behave in certain ways because I love them mm. and I know more than they do. Uh, and we sometimes subscribe to this wishy-washy, uh, you know, postmodern mm. idea of love, which is just this, you know, fuzzy, feels. happy feels and, and stuff like that. When we leave out the hard stuff, mm. love is, love is mm. tough, love is hard. Mm. Ask, mm. ask anyone who's ever been married. It's <laughs> not, not easy. Yeah. But don't you think that if it was yeah. this wishy-washy thing, that because um, God had relationship with Satan himself before yeah. he yeah. actually did had this rebellion or whatever you want to call it. So by now, I mean, we're talking eons and eons and eons ago that this happened. You could look at it and go, well, actually, if God is a God of love, then... Yeah, you would have forgiven Satan by now. It's been so long. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and then hell wouldn't exist at all. Mm. I wonder. So, you know, that's an interesting aside. Like, what if Satan now just all of a sudden realized, oh, oh yeah. I'm really, really sorry. Yeah. Would yeah. God, you know, yeah. would God? Well, I don't think it's a it's a matter of you have you have transgressed against me and I choose to not forgive you and punish mm. you. I don't think it's like that. I think it's like... Um, it's like, a, it's like a, a grade one kid sitting there and the teacher's going, one plus one equals two. And the grade one kid is like, no, it's not. Yeah. It's red. Like, you can choose to buy into math and get somewhere with it, or you can choose not to. So it's the teacher can go, oh, well, I'm going to be kind to you and say, yeah, it's red. But it's not red. It's, mm -hmm. this is something that, like, living for God is, is being in touch with, the way reality actually is. Mm. Mm. And denying that is actually, it's 
it's denying the fabric of reality, really. Yeah. I know that sounds mm. very ethereal and, and philosophical, but it's it, it really is that. Yeah. So it's not just a matter of God going, okay, you bad person, you know, that's fine. I'm I'm oh, over stop. I'm over it now. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm not angry anymore. It's not like that. It is if you choose to yeah. deny um, the way that God has made the world, the way that reality is, then mm. that's it. There's nothing that can be done about that. Yeah. Um, That's a very interesting analogy that you used because <laughs> I am the king of bad analogies. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> no, it, because it's uh, it's. I mean, if you look at the world, the 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 physical playing out of what you've just described is we see it all over the place yeah. in education, mm-hmm. in you know identity politics, everything. Just where the world is at at the moment, it's that whole thing of oh well, you know, one plus one is red. If that's how you feel. Mm. then sure, one plus one is red. Please yeah. go design us a space rocket to take six people to Mars. Mm. Mm. Um, it's mm. it's a recipe for disaster. But I mean, yeah, I think that, that pretty much mm. nails it on the head. Mm. How bad is hell? Like something that was that... Sorry, yeah, I'm, just, no, I'm actually quite happy you asked the question because um, when we started the recording, I know like all three of them said, and you, and you obviously are right, but... When you said it doesn't really matter about how hard it is there or, you know, what matter, you know, there's a, there's a part that matters and the part that doesn't matter. But is it not really important for people to know what hell is really like being in there? Because what is it that I'm avoiding then? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, well, yeah, that's kind of why I asked the question because yeah. if we follow the, the thinking that – Hell was created for Satan and his demons. So it's a, it's a place of punishment mm. for Satan. How bad does a place have to be for Satan to be uncomfortable? <laughs> it has to be pretty bad. Yeah, exactly. Like, like if you think of the worst, most <laughs> evil thing that you can think of yeah. right now, you know, the, the most evil thing that Satan could do, that it would have to be that big mm. uh, 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 a deal to Satan for it to be a punishment. So for us to be there, that's really, really, that's like being in a little rowboat out in the biggest storm, mm. in the the biggest ocean. Mm. That's not a that's that's terrible. Yeah, every worst fear rolled into one. Yeah, but more than that, yeah, it's so Satan's yeah, beyond, worst it's fear. Beyond, where, yeah. where are you guys though on? Um, and this may not be rocking the boat. <laughs> where are you guys on using that? On using fear. To, because okay, let me tell you that mm. I, I was when I was a kid, um, we used to get these preachers who would like you know roll into town and they'd be like they call them like a proper fire and brimstone sermon. Turn a burn. And this, yeah, and this guy would pretty much just scare you into going. Yes, I accept Jesus. <laughs> uh, um, it, it, it was about you know this this guy's kind of scaring you into mm. that, and it and to me that rings of uh, it makes me feel like how can you how can you accept God based on fear? Mm. Like I would expect love to be the driving factor rather than fear. Mm. Do, do, do you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Uh, um, isn't that, a, isn't that the wrong territory to be in or, or not? Uh, uh, well, no, I, I, I personally, I agree with you hundred percent. I very seldomly, if I'm feeling mm. like I need to make a decision based on fear, I generally mm. don't make that decision because I don't think making a decision out of fear is a good idea. Um, 
unless it's you know something obvious like staying in the boat is a good idea, jumping in the water with sharks is a bad idea. That's a decision based on fear. <laughs> on fear. <laughs> um, but but I I do think love should be the focus. If, yeah. if as an apologist, as a as an evangelist, I think focusing on the love of God and the love of Jesus and what He did for us is is more important than trying to scare people into heaven. But the truth is, is that lots of people have made a very solid commitment to Jesus because of a fear of hell, because mm-hmm. of fire and brimstone teaching. I mean, we've got somebody in the office who works just down the way here who that's part of his testimony. He, he, he became a Christian because he didn't want to go to hell. Mm-hmm. Wow. So I think there's a time and a place for everything. Yeah. Um, what, what would be interesting to me would be to sit with such a person, maybe I'm such a person myself, <laughs> And sort of interrogate the quality or nature of the relationship with Christ. If the foundations mm-hmm. of that relationship were fear. It's like, I mean, look at the foundation of any relationship you have. Mm. How did it begin? Why did it begin? Mm. That's actually quite deep because now yeah. it forces me to look at myself and say, okay, yeah. if as a kid I was terrified so much into hell is real. I mean, like I'm literally imitating mm-hmm. like voices that I heard yeah. in my childhood. And it terrifies me even now as a guy well, in I my think mid-30s. You, can, do, you, know you I mean? can distinguish between factors that contributed to you making a decision and the foundation of your decision. As long as that decision results in you, you know, now building a solid foundation for your faith, mm-hmm. you know, a biblical foundation with a good understanding of God's character in yeah. all its aspects, mm. you know, love, yeah. justice, kindness, all, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I, I don't think we can go as far as saying that someone who came to Christ initially because of a fire and brimstone sermon is not mm. a real Christian. I wouldn't say that. Yeah, what, 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 I, what I mean, though, just to qualify, is, is it would be interesting to down the road, so let's say 10 years into the relationship, to look mm. at... Mm. What what aspects of that initial fear, that that sort of igniting force, mm. yeah. still influence how they relate to Christ now? Mm. You know, yeah. That would be mm. an interesting conversation to have because mm-hmm. then, are you ten years into your Christian journey? Are you still just doing it out of fear? Is it, it's still yeah. out of fear, or is it now, yeah. as you guys were saying earlier, based upon an just a simple appreciation of? who Christ is and what he did for you. And man, you know, Jesus yeah. is just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. The things that he did for me, that what he sacrificed, I mean, he's my hero. Mm. You know, how much of mm. that versus, yeah. well, I don't yeah. want to go to hell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, does it really, does it make, if if somebody, yeah, it's the quality. It's the quality of the relationship mm. down the track that, that matters. Yeah. If the person has a real solid relationship a love relationship with with God and Jesus but the 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 way that they they realized that they needed that was through somebody describing the horrors of hell hmm. does it matter you know it, it achieved it doesn't what it matter was supposed how they got achieve. there i think it, i matter I, I think it matters what is the feel of your relationship yeah like i think that's yeah, yeah. what yeah. Uh, like fear is never good feel feel for any relationship Come on, I see something well, happening yeah, in your brain. Yeah, you know how I think about it. And I'm, I'm trying to make it like a like a normal, like an everyday kind of um, circumstance. So if, say, for example, someone proposes to somebody else 
to get married. Mm. And the person is sitting on the fence. They don't know. And the person who's asking says, okay, well, if you don't marry me, <laughs> you're going to be alone forever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yeah. you better marry me. Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to live a life of loneliness yeah. and you're going to be yeah. miserable. And you're going to, but if you marry me, at least you're not alone. Like, and you know what, like, I'm trying to think of yeah. it as a, yeah. it's a probably simple, a silly example, well, yeah, but, mm, um, it. but it's, it's kind of manipulating that person's emotion into yeah. an act or um, kind of forcing them into something because they're, they're scared of the alternative. And I think that turn or burn thing, it does have the same danger. I don't think, like, for example, my mom mm. was in the era when she was a little girl <laughs> yeah. of turn or burn preaching. Yeah. Yeah. And she would... I think to this day say that she did put her hand up in church, in a little brethren church in, in the yeah, south of England, yeah. because she was dead scared of the consequence of, yeah. of yeah. sin. But look where she is now. But it, well, Exactly. So yeah. she is an example of it yeah, working. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think focusing too much on how yeah. can also be quite manipulative for people who maybe don't, understand the love yeah. aspect of the relationship. And yeah. But uh, then could you not say the same thing about the love aspect? Because if you're going to use your, your, your marriage, your proposal analogy... But if it's based on love, then yeah, the person's going like, to go, pick me, I'll get married to you. <laughs> yeah, but it's also emotional manipulation. It's yeah. also man emotional manipulation. <laughs> Explain that. Because so do you think God's an emotional manipulator by <laughs> no, saying no, he loves us? No, I'm saying that 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 if to, <laughs> to say that that um, that you are that the turn or burn approach is emotional manipulation, then the not in every circumstance. No, not yeah. But then I mean, you could say the same thing because you know the 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 love approach is really the same thing. Like if you love me, yeah. Um, the way that I, I want you to love me, yeah. then you're going to be with me forever. But if you don't, so it's the same approach. Yeah. It's just using a different emotion yeah. to manipulate. I just, I just think if you if hmm. if yeah, the totality of your approach um, to something, to convince someone, is to show them the to show them the exact opposite of the thing that you want yeah. them to subscribe to, I, I would much rather show them the thing that they need to subscribe. Like, I would much rather give someone a compelling picture of who God is than tell them this is what it's like without him. Mm. But having said that, the, having said that, <laughs> Close the, the, the element, the, 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 the character, the part of God's character that sends a person to hell, that is as much a part of his character as the love element. True. Yeah, yeah. Take, so point taken. Point taken. We have to look at the totality of his character. Yeah. Yes. So I think I think painting a complete picture of who God is, and part of that is the the, the fact that there's a consequence, that there's a hell waiting for people who deny Him, um, yeah. is perhaps not healthy to focus on, yeah. but to leave it out. And 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 churches, very few ch churches today, talk about hell yeah. and sin and mm. damnation and that mm. kind of thing because they don't want mm. to be seen as being mm. you know a downer. Mm. I think it's I think it's as as unhealthy mm. as giving it too much attention. Not giving it too enough is as unhealthy as not giving it too much. Yeah. As yeah. giving it too much. Yeah, I, th I think yeah. your, your your point really is, is solid there because you, as it gets me thinking about sort of some of the struggles that the church community or around the world is facing now. Mm. The whole issue of, you know, they talk about the full counsel of, of God mm. that actually 
the gospel, when we talk about the gospel, it's not just one element. It is so many different things. And mm. I think because of human nature, because we like what's comfortable, we like to leave out certain things mm. because we they make us uncomfortable. Mm. So um, we just pick the things that are comfortable for us. We like to talk about grace, but we don't like to talk about the consequences of sin, mm. that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but actually yeah. the gospel is a full... Wholesome. It's the old error by emphasis Mm. thing. Yeah. 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 So technically, by doing that, it's really idolatry because you're creating a God that suits you. That's suitable. (laughs) Yeah. That suits your your tastes. I don't know what else there is to say about that. This is a huge topic, and we haven't even gotten into uh, dismantling and examining the, the, the parts that make up all the different, the three different beliefs about hell. Um, it'll be curious I'm curious Who? what's your what's your take if there are three views on hell there's the annihilationism um, there's the universalism and then the traditional Dante's Inferno kind of hell where do you where do you sit look in my head all I know is that I truly believe in in God in Jesus and the fact that he died for me and that I'm safe through him and I know hell as being a place of darkness where I don't want to be. So really because I, I of the really decisions you've made. I really do not think made. too deep into into what it looks like, how many sections it's divided into or whether I murder somebody, which corner I'll be in compared to if I steal something, would I be in the opposite corner? I don't think of, I, I don't really, the truth is I do not give much thought into the, the, the finer details mm. of how all I know is that I'm not going there. Mm. So it becomes irrelevant because of the choices you've made. Yes. <laughs> That's good. Okay. Oh, is it me now? Yes. <laughs> Do I really have to answer this? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'm very um, curious to know. Oh, well, I'll answer it by saying first and foremost that I believe in hell. Um, I think the the tradition the tra- the traditional fundamentalist conservative um, 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 orthodox person in me who understands that community is a big part of doctrine wants to be a traditionalist um, you know what we said about the, the first one the the, the, the like um, you know how as as traditionally understood and the like the exegete the Bible study person in me wants to be an annihilationist. So I'm kind of on, on the fence between the two at hmm. the moment. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And hmm. Mel? I'm pretty much with you, Felony. It's not something that I spend a lot of time thinking about, if I'm entirely honest. it's it's Maybe I was also um, almost opposite to what I said. My mom was raised in an eternal burned kind of era. I was raised in an era or kind of in the church era era where the focus has really been on heaven. So they talk about the streets are paved with gold and mm. you think more about heaven than you do mm. about hell. Maybe that's something that's been trained in my kind of my mindset. Um, mm. But um, I don't know, if, have you guys ever seen a movie called uh, What Dreams May Come mm. with Robin Williams? Yes. I thought that was an interesting... I don't, I'm not saying I agree with this because, mm. um, yeah, there's a disclaimer... But it's an interesting idea from a creative kind of point point of view of what hell is like. And and basically, for those who haven't seen it, um, hell is your personal worst nightmare. So if you're terrified of drowning, 
you spend an eternity drowning. Or if you're terrified of loneliness, you spend an eternity alone. And it's actually quite an interesting... But the reason I don't agree with that is because, and we discussed it earlier, hell actually wasn't created for us. So it's not about us. Mm-hmm. It is about Satan and his punishment. So, yeah. We're all such fence-sitters. Yeah. I'm waiting for someone to go, I'm a traditionalist and the rest of you are going to hell. <laughs> no. I think you're giving me a chance. I would have, okay, I would have, well, yeah, we're getting there. This is why we're going, going around there. the room, yes. so you can yes. get yeah. the, okay. last the last say. Okay, maybe TJ, TJ will go there. TJ will go there. Yeah, I, I think we, you guys have heard me mention in like a past um, discussion, I think we were talking about Genesis. Um, I grew up very much in a church where you were told and I think this must be the fourth or fifth time I'm saying this in in this context but what the Bible says is what it is period like if the Bible says there is a place called hell where those who have you know rebelled against God go to spend an eternity and it is a lake of fire and there will be gnashing of teeth and people will deteriorate but actually never deteriorate that sort of thing is what it is. That is quite literally what I believe. Where perhaps the, the the journey for me has changed is, and I don't know if it's a good thing, but I think I don't think about hell as much as I used to as a mm-hmm. child. I used to think about hell a lot. In fact, I used to dream about heaven and hell and angels. And I don't know if that's a reflection of something that's happened in my own soul. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I know for sure is, I, I believe that there is there is a hell that it's not just a mm-hmm. a concept or something figurative that it's it's real simply mm. because mm. you know mm. <clears throat> I am also I'm with you I'm more of a traditionalist on on this subject um just because what I see in the bible um suggests that um the problem that I have with annihilationism is that it's uh, that to me isn't isn't eternal punishment and 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 hell is a place that's described in the Bible as an eternal place of torment. Mm. Um, How did we get to this place where where I, I'm always the one who has the less literal interpretation and you are always the one who has the more literal interpretation <laughs> and now we have swapped. Yeah, totally. Uh, I think it's healthy. It's gross. You know how you know it's good. It's something in the season. Yeah, you know what this has done, and I yeah. this I think is a great is a is probably the most valuable thing that's come out of um, doing this this show. Like for those of you who are listening, I really hope that this show's helped you. But being part of this panel, talking about these issues with you guys and getting a view, like all these different opinions, and it's kind of forced me to reassess what I have taken as my. Mm my foundation on of these beliefs and question them, go and look into it and research it. Mm-hmm. And I feel that that the fact that my from the beginning of the season till now, the fact that I have swung is great. Yeah. I think it shows massive growth. Um the way that you present things, Heinz, where you where you say, okay, fine, the Bible says that, but when you go back to the original Greek or Aramaic or whatever, this is actually what it what it means. You know, I may not always like hearing that stuff, but the point is, is that that has forced me to investigate these things. And that and and we've always said it in the show that God wants us 
to investigate yeah. this mm. thing. He wants yeah. us, he's mm. not scared of us asking yeah. questions. He yeah. wants us yeah. to ask these questions um, because the truth is out there, to quote the X-Files. Mm. Um, that for me has been the, the biggest, like the biggest nugget of gold in doing this, this show. Mm. Um, I hope those of you who have been listening to us and following us feel the same way. We'd like to hear from you. This isn't the end. This is just the end of the season. Uh, there will be a season two. So please get in touch with us on facebook.com forward slash ask one. Um, and there was something else that I wanted to say. Oh, yes. If you can tell us the other episodes that TJ spoke about <laughs> being a literalist, we'll send you a T-shirt. Write into us and we'll send you an Ask awesome. One T-shirt. That's a great idea. Yeah. Ooh. What will the T-shirts say? I've been to hell and back. Bishop TJ. Bishop TJ for prayers. This T-shirt in hell. It'll yeah. say traditionalism or burn. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Um, I used to believe in fairy tales, but then I became a traditionalist. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. Um, I think that'd be cool. Yeah. Okay, yeah, we'll do that. If you can identify the other episodes that TJ claimed to be a traditionalist, we will send you an Ask One t-shirt. Did he exp- has he ever explicitly At least four to be times. A, uh, not in those words, but... Yeah. No, you have. I can remember oh. you were sitting here at least twice that you said that. Okay. Uh, so then I said... I was it. just wondering, did he say it or was it just me accusing him of, no, of being something Danny's that really he's really paying attention. Okay, yeah. that's good. Um, guys, this is bittersweet. <laughs> 